Welcome to the State of Energy. That man right there, his name is Tom Clark, Executive Director with Rocky Mountain Propane Association, and I'm Rand DeWitt. And Tom, the State of Energy brings everyone what they need to know about a fuel that is clean, affordable, abundant, and American, and doesn't give a damn what the weather is like outside. (laughs) That fuel is propane. Propane can do that? Propane can do that. Um, and we have a lot to cover on what propane can do for uh, not just our country, our, our, our friends in the middle of the country and our friends in Texas, um, but what it can do for people around the world. Uh, because propane is great for your home, your business, your farm, for fleets of school buses or any fleet vehicle or forklifts. We'll discuss how propane can do that. And Tom, our website is thestateofenergy.com. People can go there and listen to past episodes of this world-renowned show. And what else can people find at thestateofenergy.com? Well, you can find all of our past shows, which we have tons of information. Every episode we do, uh, we, we put links to the things that we're talking about, the incentive programs, the uh, findapropanejob.com, um, where to buy propane. There's a nice link there. So lots of information. Um, and if you just want to listen to us over and over again, like, uh, the, the thousands of people that tune in 32 countries, 419 cities. Wow. You you can find us there. That is so great. We're up to 419 cities. It'd be great to be at uh, 420 cities. Then we could discuss, uh, uh, propane fuels, the drying process for hemp. But we have one more city before we can cover that story. Um, I'll explain that to you later, Tom. It'll make make sense later. Uh, in a time, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it. I, I'm, I'm, it took me. <laughs> well, you know, you, you know, it. folks. Tom, nice Tom has this beard growing, and I get a feeling he's looking at himself in the mirror because it's a fine beard. It's a very nice beard. Um, and, and well, they, I and I I told you last week I was gonna dye this thing. And my wife came home with some just for men, and this is not a plug because we don't get paid for them by that. But yet, it 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 looks pretty good. I think I lost ten years. Yeah, you know what? He actually does. I mean, we just need to put a patch over your eye, and you can look like Blackbeard <laughs> on a ship. You look good. I love this. Uh, so, uh, and again, just go to thestateofenergy.com because in a time of uncertainty, propane is certainly there for you. Like when the power goes out to four million people in one state. These are the times where propane becomes even more of a literal superhero um, because we have what is called the polar vortex or you want to call it the Arctic outbreak. But uh, people are suffering right now. And uh, we, we want to start off with talking about uh, Montana uh, because we are on a station in Billings, Montana, KBUL, AM and FM, Montana's FM news and talk station. Uh, and we're thinking about you guys. We hope you're doing well because the Montana governor um, has just issued an executive order declaring a state of emergency and temporarily exempting certain carriers from hours of service regulations under Montana law to help meet fuel demands. Uh, Tom, what are your thoughts about this and what are you seeing? Yeah, I mean, let's let's not take this as a fuel shortage. Um, it's it's just an increase in temporary demand that uh, there's some requirements um, for drivers to to have to meet a federal uh, rule for hours of service. And and some of these drivers are waiting in line now. Um, they're, they're not, they're, they're getting their rest because they're sitting there waiting to pick up the product because there are some, um, 
you know, a higher demand of the usage, right? So this this temporary spike in usage puts a little bit of a, a strain on on the workforce, which we were already strained with the with the pandemic. Um, you know, not not everybody uh, gets to uh, go to work. So we're sitting here at home, working from home. And what do you do when you're sitting at home? You got the heater cranked up. Uh, maybe, maybe it's, you're trying to just keep your, your livestock warm and, and propane's there to save the day. So there's, there is a temporary spike in demand. Um, and thanks for, to the governor's office for issuing that. Uh, and it covers all sorts of energy. Um, it could be heating oil, it could be, uh, diesel. It, it's, uh, lots of different fuels that are in a strain right now. So yeah, and the governor's saying that I mean, basically, um, it's taking longer. There's time delays in delivery because of extreme road conditions, record-breaking cold, deep snow. So they need more time to be able to get the fuel out. But they're working to make sure the people of Montana are taken care of. And and that's so the safety side of that is there's there's some controversy there. There's people thinking, well, now these guys are going to work longer. That's going to make them uh, t- more tired. Uh, and maybe not be safe on the road. But the flip side is, and I've been, I've been a driver, I've driven these propane delivery trucks before. And with the feds having a time clock on you, you're forced to drive faster than you probably should with the road conditions. So this actually makes it safer for people, for drivers to actually slow down a little bit, take your time and not be under the clock of Big Brother that says you have to complete your job within this time frame. So it's actually a good thing. It's safer uh, for the community and it makes sure that nobody runs out of fuel because you certainly wouldn't want to be without your heat uh, in this cold weather right now. Yeah, I mean, especially the folks in Texas. Uh, I mean, the uh, at least 17 dead now uh, tied to winter storm Yuri. I guess now we're calling it Yuri, and we have the polar vortex, and we also have the Arctic outbreak. So all kinds of names for this, this crazy weather that we have. Um, and uh, so basically... What do we have? Around 4 million people are without power in Texas alone. And some have lost water as well. Yeah. Power and water out. Millions of homes without power in the coldest temperatures in decades. Um, it's crazy down there. It is. At least 17 deaths. And so there's so many things to talk about on this. It's the power's out um, because you've seen the videos and uh, there's windmills that are just frozen solar panels that have are caked with ice they're not they're not creating this this power that they need because they've been forced to to use this renewable energy that just doesn't work in these cold environments so they're experiencing this situation but the uh, the real safety concern is people without heat are using all sorts of means to to get uh, you know, their house warm. I've seen people tearing down furniture and, and burning it in their fireplace because they don't typically use wood and, uh, they don't typically use their fireplace in Texas, but thankfully they had some sort of, uh, uh, source and they're, you know, that that's an extreme measure, but I, I seen a video on that, but, uh, what we want to remind people is, do not bring in your barbecue or, or outdoor heating or, or fireplace, fire pit inside your house. Don't do that. That is not safe. Uh, a real uh, 
appliance needs to be properly installed and, and ventilated. So don't don't do that because there there are people that are dying from carbon monoxide with bringing an, an appliance that's not approved for indoors to try to keep their house warm. And that's it's just not safe. Yeah. Like you wouldn't bring your car into your living room and turn it on. We're just saying <clears throat> you know, maybe something you want. to. Did consider. you did you see the did you see the videos of people actually out in their car? They're like they don't have any power at their house. Their house isn't warm. The water lines are freezing. They're actually sleeping in their car. Their cars are running up and down the streets in Texas. It's. It's uh, unfortunate. It really is. I feel bad for the people of Texas right now. It, it is. It's insane. Uh, one Texas utility warned that the grid manager was unable to predict when grid conditions will stabilize, and all customers are urged to be prepared for continued and extended outages. The outages also shut down water treatment plants, and hundreds of thousands of people were told to boil water before using it. Yay, America! <laughs> we're in, we're talking about America, right? Because, I mean, and, but the thing of it is, a lot of people today, as, as we're uh, doing the, the show right now, are comparing how Texas was, in some ways, was trying to fall, follow California yeah, with a lot of their, quote unquote, clean fuels. Four million people without power, don't know when it's going to come back on. It's, uh, the, the Texas governor is actually calling for an investigation, right? That's right. Yeah, exactly. We already know the grid is, is maxed out. And we keep forcing people to use uh, electricity. In, in fact, in New York, they're talking about reducing um, your fossil fuels within the next nine years. And you have to go all electric. Can you imagine uh, some of these northern states trying to rely only on windmills and solar panels? Uh, because a lot of electricity is made by coal. A lot of electricity is made by natural gas. And we're, we're, we're trying to do something that is not realistic, not practical, and has some serious repercussions, especially when you talk about these people in Texas. Uh, and people are going to die over this. Yeah, and then to further go down the road that uh, Tom was talking about, the Texas governor calls for an investigation into grid operator over unacceptable power outages. Uh, Greg Abbott, the uh, governor of Texas, called on the state legislature to investigate the Electric Reliability Council of Texas. ERCOT, because everything has to have an acronym, um, because uh, this winter weather has left millions of, of Texans without power. Um, and the Texas governor released a statement uh, requesting that reform to the grid operator be prioritized as an emergency item during the legislative session to ensure Texans never again experience power outages on the scale they've seen over the past few days. It's crazy. And it's, you know what? You're right. You're right. We've got, you know what, folks, you, you got frozen wind turbines. When they freeze up, no wind, you get no power. Um, you know, when there's when it's snowing, uh, you know, there's no sun. You don't have any solar. Um, you know, the electrical grid was built when Jesus was in high school. There's a lot of reasons why propane is right, and it's right now. Because, you know, all these things are going on in Texas, and here comes propane. The, ca the propane cavalry rolling in, cruising by. Hey, windmills, how you doing? Need some heat to work? Here you go. Yeah. What's up, solar people? No sun? Here's some life-saving energy. I, you know, it's just once it's really highlighting the importance of everyone working together with these clean energies instead of trying to be the one like we need to electrify everything. We need to solar everything. Everything needs to be wind. You know what? 
Propane is there, it's consistent, and it's coming to the rescue, and we all need to be on the same level playing field if we're truly going to fix our energy issues. Yeah, it's, that is, you're so spot on there. Uh, the, the reality is, if we continue to reduce the amount of, of propane that we're allowing to be used in these communities, uh, which we're seeing legislation come out that says no more um, no more fossil fuels to be in a certain city by this year, right? So what what happens when your backup your backup supply, which is you know propane is is being supplied all around Texas right now in this emergency, uh, power backup, uh, heat backup. So what happens when you cut out your backup guy? Yeah. You got you got no backup. Can you can you can you imagine? We can't we can't sustain as just the backup because there won't be any backup. There it'll be gone. There won't be we won't be able to come and and save you uh, because it just won't be there. So next time that you see a legislator or a, a, a city or county say, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna rely on only this one source of energy, whatever it is, remind them. Of 2021 and the and the and the polar vortex, we have to have a wide variety, mixed bag of energy sources, and and sure, we need clean energy, and and propane is is one of those great clean energies, but we need a, a big vast variety, and we can't just pick one winner. And again, propane doesn't care what the temperature or weather conditions are; it works. It's there. It's affordable. It's abundant. It's American. You are listening to The State of Energy. That guy, he's Tom Clark, Executive Director with Rocky Mountain Propane Association. My name is Rand DeWitt. You can find out more about what propane can do for you by going to thestateofenergy.com. That is thestateofenergy.com. Um, and we're going to stay in Texas because it's been a rough go for Texas. Um, at least six dead in a 133-car pileup in Fort Worth after freezing rain coats roads. And lawmakers said that they were troubled by reports that the interstate hadn't been treated before the crash, which led to at least 65 people being also treated currently in local area hospitals. Um, some of the video from that, was just cringing. I had I don't know if you haven't folks if you haven't seen Holy it cow. you, you got to see it because these trucks are just not stopping. They're not. They're just pl- piling in and going through cars. It, it it looks like they didn't even step on the brakes. No. But apparently it was just a a frozen road. Uh these guys are it it was devastating. I mean it's, some of those videos are just Yeah. It's more than wow. 100, yeah. It's more than 100 vehicles on a Fort Worth interstate on Thursday um, of last week. A pileup with the most staggering of the was the most staggering of all the crashes that were happening all around the Dallas Fort Worth area. There was a ton of crashes everywhere. This one was just the most just horrible. Um, in Fort Worth, Fire Chief Jim Davis said the crash in the southbound Texpress lanes. I love it when they do those neat names. Texpress lanes of the interstate <laughs> uh, 35 West, just north of downtown. They're basically uh, two two toll lanes between two concrete uh, two concrete barriers, um, and people were just they had nowhere to go. They were just piling into each other, one right after the other. Um, and you know when it goes to having these roads treated before the crash. This is just me thinking, but, you know, maybe they couldn't get their diesel trucks rolling for treatment because the diesel turned to goo. (laughs) 
That was a nice lead up to that. Um, and I, I kind of want to take, well, I would like to take this a, just a little bit different direction than that. Yeah, go ahead. I, I want to, we'll come back to the diesel goo, but let's just think about how many trucks will be taken off the road if we finish the Keystone pipeline. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. That there is so many trucks on the road hauling products, hauling gas, hauling oil and trains too. It's just they're they're everywhere and the pipeline doesn't care if it's snowy roads outside. That product is still going to get delivered to Texas safely. Uh, without having all this mess on the road. So when you think about this Keystone pipeline and the way that it's been shut down and, and everybody's like, oh, hooray, we're going to, we're, we're saving the environment. Are we really? Because that gas is still going to get delivered somewhere and it's going to use some other type of transportation and it's going to result in more accidents like this. So that's, that's my take on it, but but you're also right with the diesel goo. I mean, the the gelling. Anybody that's lived in a northern state that gets to sub-zero temperatures um, or anything below freezing, really, it's just uh, the diesel gels up. And if you don't have treated diesel, your truck's not going to start. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's gonna it's gonna just. You need so much to be able to make these diesel engines work. And and it costs so much money for these uh, diesel engines to keep running. And actually, it's it's a very big expense for people in colder states when they have their fleet being diesel because the, con- the, the electricity that it takes to keep them warm, they're constantly breaking down, you're spending more money. The, that's right. The, you have to plug these things in at night which you're now requiring more electricity to be used. And again, what, what, what day is, what time of day is these things plugged in They're at nighttime when there is no sun shining for your solar panels. I mean, this is, this is a, a, a real problem with diesel engines. Um, but in, we have a solution to that. Yeah. It's called propane. Yeah. I mean, and, and we have a lot on our website, uh, thestateofenergy.com, that discusses how uh, propane can improve your, uh, your business fleet. It can improve your bottom line because people spend less money when they have a fleet of propane autogas vehicles. Be, well, and the cold weather starting is so much easier with propane. So if you have a fleet of big trucks and, and you're constantly battling the cold weather the diesel gelling up the hard starts uh it, it, the school bus districts have been have been talking about uh, propane as their champion for years they're they, they love it because the, the school buses always start when they run on propane it takes less uh, manpower some of those school districts have talked about a uh, full-time mechanic that has to spend hours and hours every morning just getting the the diesel buses fired up but uh propane it doesn't care if it's zero degrees outside that thing's gonna crank over and start right up because it doesn't rely on that uh, diesel fuel that gels up yeah and i'm just flashing back to being a kid in maine on one of those school buses on one of those cold winter mornings and getting on the school bus oh man and i remember almost passing out because the scent that was floating through the bus was just overwhelming 
and it wasn't propane. It, it's it's horrible. You can you can uh, you can smell those diesel buses. You you know when you're following one. It's it's uh, it's hard to breathe when you're on one of those, or if you're near one, because they they put out some serious pollution. And it's true. I mean, you know what? Basically, what we're trying to convey here, folks, is that propane powered vehicles, they cut costs in the cold. The cost of cold starts, as you were just saying, Tom, can add up quickly from employee overtime, increased electrical costs for block heaters, expensive anti-gelling or goo fluids. I think we're supposed to say gel, but maybe we're flipping to goo fluids, which <laughs> I'm not sure if we should say that. Um, in fact, the Metropolitan School District of the Warren Township was able to attribute over $40,000 spent on the 2016 school year due to startups alone. Now the district has 11 propane autogas school buses, which don't require block heaters to warm up engines before use or additional fluids to keep fuel liquid. They're saving over 40 grand a year just by uh, adding 11 buses. And that, that doesn't take into any consideration of what it costs to replace a diesel engine versus what it costs to replace a propane powered engine. A, a propane powered engine is much cheaper uh, on a replacement cost than than a diesel engine. So there's there's lots of, of ways to save money by having your delivery fleet or your your school buses run on propane and uh, there's they're so easy to get there you can buy them uh, from all the major school bus uh, manufacturers. Uh, Ford, we had Ford, or we had Roush on that's that's using that new Ford Godzilla engine. Jeez, They've got yes. a great propane system for that. Um, we've talked about Cummins is coming out with a great propane engine for for their bigger trucks. Uh, propane's the future of clean fuel on these larger larger vehicles. And uh, if you're seriously thinking about some type of clean energy for your fleet. Don't don't uh, pass up on propane because it, it's going to be here uh, when the power's out. It's going to be here when the sun's not shining. It's going to be here when the windmills are frozen. Propane will be here for your fleet every day of the week. He was so teed up to say, propane can do that. <laughs> propane can do that. It's true. And, and, and it comes down to the cost. Think of it, folks, uh, in comparison to using uh, propane autogas, uh, by using diesel or gasoline, uh, folks that use the autogas can save between 30 to 50% on fuel. Let that sink in for a second. Wow. Yeah. That's a, lot of, that's a lot of savings. And also, something that's equally as important is a warm driver is a happy driver. Because propane autogas vehicles start up immediately, heat is supplied to the cabs much faster than a diesel vehicle, and this allows drivers to focus on the road and the day ahead rather than regretting not bringing a heavier coat. And while you're on the topic of drivers, I think we should send a big shout out to all the propane delivery drivers this week. It's going to be a rough week. You're, you're, you've got lots of deliveries to make. You're driving in the snow. Uh, it's freezing cold outside. And these are the heroes that uh, don't get very much recognition. So thank you. Uh, give a big shout out to your to your propane driver because they they're uh, underappreciated. Yeah, they are. You know what? I mean, they're essential workers. They like, think about how popular propane delivery vehicles are going to be in Texas this week. 
I mean, these drivers. <laughs> I mean, they, they're going to be getting awards and being heralded like, you know, the Americans coming into France in 1940-whatever. I hope it's the propane drivers and not so much, uh, you know, the, the windmill de-icing helicopters. <laughs> You did get that cartoon I texted you before the show, right? <laughs> we might have to put that up on the stateofenergy.com. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Is that, is that the one where, where Joe Biden cures uh, global warming? Uh, no. Uh, no, actually, that's, that's, uh, that's good. I like that one. That was, that was good. That was the one you sent me. I sent you one where it's a cartoon that says, uh, you know, save the earth, uh, you know, uh, do, uh, wind, uh, do, uh, do wind and solar. And it's a guy in a, uh, in a frozen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop, stop, stop global warming. Build more windmills. And the guy's whole frozen windmill. <laughs> Well, th folks, thank you again very much for listening to The State of Energy. That's Tom Clark, Executive Director with Rocky Mountain Propane Association. My name's Randy Witt. Thank you so much for listening. And we are, again, we're always online at thestateofenergy.com. Mm -hmm.